Hello, welcome to the Potters Podcast. I know we're slightly late, I can only apologise, normally a Sunday show, but today it's going to be a Monday show. I'm glad we have, because there's been some major news coming out, well, this rock football. Yeah, this uh, European Super League, which has sort of gone completely, what well, probably the opposite way they were hoping, because everyone's reacted so angry. Neville, Keane, most of the big pundits are fuming with it, really. But what's it actually entail? What, what are the plans? So basically... 12 clubs have signed up, 6 are from the Premier League, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United and Tottenham. Tottenham? Yeah, Tottenham, big club. Tottenham, what a title since 61. Yeah, apparently they're a big club. We join AC Milan, Atletico, Barca, Inter Milan, Juventus and Real Madrid, which are all obviously big clubs. What about club. AC Milan, are they in it? Yeah, AC Milan, yeah. What I don't understand is, it'll be a new midweek competition but they continue competing in like the national leagues. So what about the Champions League? Well, it's basically basically still going to rival the Champions League at the same time. Oh, well, I like this because it's not going to work. No, <laughs> like, you've got a game against uh, Zenit on Wednesday. No, no, we're playing Barca on Wednesday. Are we lucky with you two, man? <laughs> I, I don't get it. I think it is just a rich man's playing thing, isn't it? I don't understand so how would you qualify well basically it says here the ESL would have 20 teams of these the 12 founding members plus 3 yet to join would be permanent and never face relegation 5 other sides would qualify each year the new league would rival the current Champions League competition one of the biggest club tournaments in football I don't understand it I I don't get it so obviously what they're doing is they're hoping to see for a couple of years to see how it pans out then they're going to go, you can come out of your club league and play in this competition fully. Yeah. It's very American, this. Yeah, it is, because, I mean, you see these things that they do in America and you think they just don't have, they never make much sense, do they? Ever. You don't like relegation, that's what yeah. it is. I mean, all the pundits on tally have sort of condemned it. I mean, with 15 teams not facing qualification or relegation, it makes that tournament... Like, no other club can ever get in. Yeah, it's for the elites, basically. Yeah. It's for the rich clubs, rich boys. That's what it runs for. It sort of just attacks the rest of the Premier League. Well, it does, but what, why was Spurs got in it? Spurs are a top six football club. Where are they now? Eighth. Yeah, they haven't won nothing. Have they won anything in all lifetime? Oh, they have. They won Calling Cup. Yeah, they won League Cup. I think they've won a couple of trophies in all lifetime. But I don't know how Tottenham would stand as a big... I'd say Tottenham Forest are a bigger club than Tottenham with the two European Cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I just I don't understand the logic. Because the thing is, most years, Premier League clubs are coming out saying, especially Premier League managers, Pep, Klopp, we've got too many games, there's too many games a year than there. But if you want to play the National League and the Champions League and the Super League, what what's your plans like? You're going to start moaning about well, it? Well, this is apparently what's cost Mourinho his job because he's got against this yeah. and isn't happy about it and they've sacked him today because of what's gone on well Daniel Levy I love it won't he it's extra money and extra income coming into the club yeah because he couldn't care less about winning trophies as long as he's, no, making, as long money. As he's making money yeah. I mean for me I think it's farcical I think it's just ridiculous and for me if the English teams go in, go in it I think they should be kicked out of the Premier League yeah I, I, I just don't see how it's ever going to work the congestion and fixtures is just going to cause mayhem no, because I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to di- get it for a couple of seasons, make it ramp up to be a big competition. Then they'll come out of the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A. They'll all come out and then play in this competition instead of playing in the National, the National Leagues. Yeah. So for me, I'd get it in early and go, right, you go in that, you're banned. 
from competing in the Premier League. Yeah. And if you've done a workout, you can go play in the Welsh League. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't understand, like, especially at the moment when it's obviously not very good for fans at the moment anyway because you can't go. Mm. And now you're planning a tournament that is going to isolate fans anyway because it's just it's it's expensive enough as it is to go football. Yeah. Now you've got another tournament that fans have got to look at. And you think it's we're in a, we're in a pandemic here. Yeah, people, you know full well that when this, when we allow go back, there'll be people that don't come back, and not because they don't want to, because they can't physically afford to. Well, have they actually said when the starting date is? When the start of the competition will be? No, there's no date on here. I think it's still in talks. So I don't. I can't see this going ahead. To be honest. I mean. UEFA's president has warned that the clubs would be banned from all other competitions at domestic and international level. It just seems a bit, what's it to me, like they've just thrown it out there with no real consideration to it. I, I don't think it'll happen here. If it does, I think they should get kicked out of the Premier League. And, and, and it's good news for Stoke because there's a chance of winning a cup now. Mm-hmm. If, if, especially if the ease financial fair play, there's a chance Stoke could go in there and start winning these cups. Yeah, which is, obviously is great for Stoke, but there's always that sort of beard and if it goes that way that people will just sort of look at it and say yeah but it was when all the big teams left <laughs> do you know what I mean who cares mm. <laughs> I wouldn't care <laughs> right so obviously this week there's been a lot of talk about the performance we went up against Preston where we drew nil nil. we've got a lot of talk about this week especially with other things coming around Stoke but first off obviously it's the player question so that I can go further ahead Right, you ready? I'm always ready. Born right. ready. This player, this player was a midfielder. He's also won the league. He's won, won league. an FA Cup medal. He's also won Player of the Year whilst at Stoke, and he's also won the league at management level twice. The Conference Cup. What's your first clue? Oh, a tough one. <laughs> a tough one. Right, so obviously we're going to have to go into the nil-nil draw against Preston, where, uh, to be honest, I think we were watching paint dry, but we were the better side, I'm, I'll be honest with you. But we'll go in straight to the player ratings. So we go straight in with Adam Davies. To be fair, didn't have a lot to do in the first half, but did get called into action quite regular towards the second half. Yeah, made a good save, didn't he? At one point. And he, he, he is the, for me, he is the natural goalkeeper for us now from... from for me for the foreseeable well the rest of the season at least oh yeah for um, this season I'd probably say yeah Davies and then next season start pushing Bajic yeah. right so now we're going to Smith in to be fair he was eager to get forward had a shot in the first half as well it was not very good and he, to be fair he caused a few problems for Preston on, on a few occasions yeah. defensively he's always circumstance we could always go in but I thought he had a solid performance against yeah, Preston yeah we should have beat Preston really I mean, they were in shocking form as well. Yeah. We were there for the taking, really, Preston. But I think our mixed bag of form at the moment, it, I think either team didn't deserve when it really in the end. Well, I don't know. I thought so. They deserve when it. They had the chances. There's no question about that. So, yeah, I'll go with six yeah. for Smith. And before we forget, I'll go in with a six for Davies as yeah. well. I think we're going to see a lot of sixes in this because I don't think anyone was really terrible on the day. No, no, to be honest. Right, the return of a superstar last season, which was Josh Tymon. How did you think he retained? Like he left. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did all right. He did all right. Back to back in the team after a long time out and been playing forward as much as he could, to be honest. Mm, he's not going back. He had a couple of chances of getting forward, but it wasn't real lethal. 
touch there when he put balls into the off. Me when he went the other way. Oh yeah, he can't defend. No. Oh, he definitely can't defend. Like that <laughs> snooker player left back. What am I doing here? Rocks on him. I'll go over six, steady six, because he, he wasn't great, but he wasn't problem. But just about because he, he did do put a good couple of crosses in the second half, and he did well back really and covered people when you know Harry Suit was sent off. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know what to do for the best for time because I don't think he's a defender. He played well in attack for four games. He came back, played in attack, did nothing. And I don't know. He's, he's sort of that player where you just think, well, how much longer can you hang on to somebody who just clearly can't take the chance? The problem is he's getting consistent performances from him. That's the biggest, biggest problem. problem yeah. And he's hit and miss. There's no question about that. But for me... Do you not think though sometimes that is the biggest problem at this level anyway? As you can sit there and go like about sort of James Chester and a few others and you think you can slate him for two, three weeks but then he'll have a man of the match performance the week after and and that's sort of the level we're at now. You, you, you don't, like when we're in the Premier League when we're doing well, there's one or two players in that team that you guarantee a seven most weeks sort yeah. of thing. Even when we lost games it's still, have certain players you think, yeah, he really did well that game, and and, and we was unfortunate to be on the losing side. To me, we, we'll have we've got one or two, maybe more more than one or two, four or five players that on the day are good enough to play in a top six championship side. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's keeping them players consistent. Some through injury, some through their own consistency. Time and I mean, time and at the end of last season, he looked devastating. <laughs> yeah, when he played on the left midfield, he, he looked like a player that was going to, I thought, last, it would start this season, I said, build it behind him, get him on the left, get someone new signing on the right and, and try attack and go for that. But Yeah, he looked like he was going to be an 18-19 goal. Sort of yeah, he, he looked winger. really strong, especially against Forrest. He was at yeah. one of the best performances we've seen in a yeah, long he, time. He blew Forrest away. Well, that's the consistency that the problem is. Right, so I'll go with six. You'll get I think six is fair, yeah. Right, so we're going to say James Chester. So we always tried to, tried to build things up, tried to get the ball moving, passing into the midfield. But to be honest, I think we wasn't too bad. I can't sit here and say he was crap. He, he made a couple of good blocks in the first half, stopping defenders getting through. Again, a bit disappointed. Again, disappointed with the yellow card because I think it was a silly silly challenge to make but got a clean sheet so for me it's a six mm, again yeah you, you can't really fault I mean the thing is we've had a defender sent off and still kept a clean sheet yeah we just do you not feel, feel at the moment these play ratings most weeks we're pretty mundane they're pretty sexes yeah <laughs> there's a lot of sexes yeah. at the moment if we, we lose the fours if we draw or win it's sexes um, right, so now we're going to Harry Suti. Had a fantastic game, especially um, through the first half. Had a chance where he should have scored, really. It was a good opportunity to be made. Um, and to be honest, he had a great a great matchup with uh, Brown of Preston. And to be honest, they even had a bit of a chuckle to themselves of the, of the matchup they were having during the game. Yeah. And to be honest, I think Brown's one of the best creative midfielders in this league, so... To keep him quiet, I thought he had a great game. Yeah, he, he, he did, and he's unfortunate to get sent off because the thing is, if he doesn't bring him down, he, he's through into, and, and it's just a professional foul in a sense. Yeah, it? it's a professional foul, foul in his last man, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a red card. To yeah, be yeah, and he knew straight away. He walked straight down the tunnel. Yeah, he knew. There was he no knew. fuss. Yeah, it was definitely a red card. There's yeah. no question about that. But yeah, I, I like Suter. I thought he had a great performance, and he was unlucky not score really. Yeah. So I'll go over six. Really. Yeah, I think he'd probably. I'll go with six, but I think he probably could have had higher if he won for the red. Really. Yeah, he would have got a seven yeah. if he wasn't for the red card. 
Right now, so we'll move into Norrington Davies. How did he miss? Not once, twice. Twice, yeah. That's the thing, though, isn't it? His final product, because there's a player there. Oh, there's definitely a player there. I've rated him he's, he, since he's come in. I have rated Norrington mm. Davies. I've got to be yeah. honest. He's probably the one we've had the most positive things say about in recent weeks. And yeah, um, yeah, one or two times you think you could have won that game on your own, really. I've, I've got to be honest. The way he breaks forward is probably one of the best wing backs I've seen. How he breaks forward is just that end result, but that's when he should be like doing what Eric Peters did, where he gets to that position and passes it to an Arnie or somebody who can create those yeah. chances for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, it was a superb pass getting through in the later stages of the first half. Mm. Beautiful ball to get him in, but he first shot straight at the goalkeeper, then had another go at it and put it in the side netting. It's yeah. It's it's a shame really because I think if he'd scored that he'd probably one of the best performances. We are when we have an half decent performance, we're very nearly getting over the line in games. We we just don't seem to. You, you look at the Preston game and think it's there for three points and it's, and in, don't get me wrong. In previous years we'd have lost that game, yeah, but yeah. even even if they are struggling. But the thing is, I don't know. We just seem like that killer touch at times, and we have got good options on the left at times as well yeah and, and and we should be we should be creating more chances for a start yeah I mean I'll, I'll go over steady six again mm. I will mess again <laughs> what are you going to go with I'll that? go six I, I think the thing is you're looking at a lot of these chances they are still very few and far between so the thing is you look at it and go oh, well he should have buried both chances <laughs> There's not that many other chances either. Yeah, We're not. Yeah. To, you don't mind watching a game where you think, "Well, we had 12, 13 chances." No, to be fair, you should be burying that. There's no, there's no two ways about that. Either the first or the second, you've got to, you've got to take them chances. Right now, we're going to John Obi McCall, who, to be honest, was always available for a pass. And to be honest, he was controlling the game quite lovely in the in the centre of the park. I know we had a bit of a daft volley as well, which was a bit ambitious from miles away. But to be honest, he was probably the best performer on the pitch. To an extent, to be honest, he did all right. The, the, the pace of the game suited at McCall at times. I thought he was. It gave him the time to have the freedom to sort of get on the ball and and, and take his time and make the right pass. And it wasn't a very quick game for me at times. It, it was very slow build up and stuff. It was a perfect game for McCall, really. Yeah, I thought he, I think when he plays in that central midfield rather than rather than holding midfielding, yeah. I would keep hold on for another year yeah. if he plays central midfield because yeah. he, he hasn't got the pace to be a destroyer like he can say he hasn't got the energy for it. Not anymore. <laughs> and I, I'll go over seven. I thought it was a good performance yeah. I did from Johnny McCall. Yeah, it was a, it was it was a good professional performance, wasn't it? From yeah, it was. It was a yeah. good performance. Getting sharper as he comes back from his hernia surgery. To be honest, I thought he did all right, to be fair, Sam Lucas. Do you think he's still going to be at the end of the season, though? I don't know, it depends if, if a good offer comes in, don't you? I, I can't see him. I think his age absolutely is going to stay at Stoke, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, in second half, he nearly talked himself into a yellow card, being a bit lippy again. But if his angry side came back out again mm. against Preston. That's when you see the best of him, I thought. Yeah. If you look at you look back at games like the Swansea game where when he ran to the away end, that's when he was at his best. Yeah. When he had that fire in his belly, that was the best focus we had. Well, he's got to prove himself from now till the end of the season. Anyway, you're fair enough. He's just come back from injury, quite a bad one, really. He's lucky to come back, but I think he has got a 
knuckle down now and prove why we've, he's going to get in that first team eleven because this season it's been it's been black and white compared to yeah, what so, he was at last so season. bizarre really when you think how good he was last season. It was our player of the season really, wasn't he? The thing is, it when things were bad, he was coming up with the goods once at times, yeah. and, and and he was he was such a man mounting for us and. To see the decline like like that over one one season is is, is amazing, really. Because I mean, you could have understood it if he'd had a major injury, but he hasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has had it. No, I mean, from the end of last season oh, to yeah. the start, yeah. you could have understood if he'd gone, oh well, he broke his leg and he was out for six months, and he'd have gone, he hasn't got back to good form. But there was nothing up with him. He literally went from one season to the next and completely lacked two different players. Yeah, I'll go with seven again, actually, Lucas. I thought he controlled. Along well with Mikel, to be honest. Very, very generous. Very generous. Well, mm. that's what I'm going to go with. What are you going to go with? I'll give him a six. Oh, nasty. Nasty, man. Nasty. Right, so now we move on to Nick Powell. And to be honest, put a fantastic cross in for Stephen Fletcher's offside, Eddie. But that's all to note, really. But that's his middle name, offside. He's <laughs> 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 always offside. <laughs> he loves being offside. Yeah. He, he, does, he, he is offside a lot. I've noticed in recent weeks, he, he's... He, he drops off his last man and he's always early who? Fletch yeah. he, he, he is he is an for you but yeah. Powell's been a standout performer this year he's not take me wrong weeks, his performance he's, having, he's tailed off, off a bit. yeah he has tailed off of late he's going for a bit of a sticky patch but he is one player at the end of this season where you think he has been really one of our star turns right yeah. the way through well if if say now if if some bots with 50 million pound gave him from Newcastle would you let him go no, because I think we lack creative edge anyway, and Powell is one of our major options for anything. A lot goes through him during the season. Where, but is that just because of a lack of trust in the transfer team, or is that just because? No, know, it's just because we're so short. For me, we're so short. So, the thing is, we a lot of players have come in this season, and a lot have done nothing, literally nothing. You look at like Matondo and Clark, and all they come in to give us this more sort of creative sort of pacey prowess and nothing's changed you wouldn't even think they, they came really yeah and, and and that's what frightens me a bit because that's down to the transfer team these players have come in and nothing's changed you take power out of that mix because Tyrus is going to take some getting back I'm not saying I'm not saying he won't come back what I'm saying is he's, he's been out now since what Christmas yeah he's not just going to walk in the team start banging goals in it straight away yeah he's, he's got to get sharp as yeah. back in I'll go over six I thought he was an all right performance. It's a quiet one again, wasn't it? Very yeah. quiet. Right, now we talked about debut boy, Norton. Norton. Tell you what, what he's got some energy, he's got some pace about him. He's, he's uh, fearless, to, isn't he? To be honest, the amount of time he's been on the pitch, he's done more than Sam Vokes has since he's joined the club. He's done more than Sam Vokes in his entire career, he? <laughs> <laughs> um, he was good years ago for Burnley. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's, he is exciting. And he is, he, he's very much like a lot of young kids so they, they come in and he has got fire and he, and he wants play don't he? He, he he just you can tell as soon as he gets on the ball he, he wants to do something with it and get more starts for me I think he will now because yeah. he's before, he performed since he came off the bench the last game and then 90 minutes this one I thought he did very well I mean, yeah. to be honest he was unlucky not getting early penalty as well he's he's a promising prospect really and, and we've been short of him we have we, we, we have the odd one don't we Taris and, and stuff that They've come through the youth system, and we we need more. We do need more. Yeah. Let's stop wasting money on these bit part players, old thirty three year olds and stuff, and let's look at the kids. 
Because I'll surely Joey were having it at the moment, to be honest. Well, it says this season, because the thing is, I suppose at the end of the season, as, um, as a football club, you look at the players that have come through, Collins, Suter, and go, for youth, we've had a successful season in some respects. Yeah. For them two to drop in. Well, Norton now as well. And now Norton, and you think, well, that's. I'm not saying we stop spending money in the transfer market, but there's no reason why we can't look at the youth more mm. because it's obviously been a bit of a success in some respects, the lads that have come through this season. Yeah, so I'll go, I'm going to go over seven. It's well, a very good yeah. form through a debut yeah. boy as well. Yeah. Right, so now we move on to, as you've called him, Mr. Offside. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I had a bit of a Barney with Craig Cunningham, who's a bit of a fiery character from Ireland, had a bit of a square up. And again, another disallowed offside goal. Yeah. Time is run all wrong. Yeah. So goal number ten is still waiting. That yard of pace, maybe, maybe going too early, because he knows. I mean, he's staying fit, which is surprising. Because <laughs> 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 you love him, you do. <laughs> no wonder we get a bad press on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally he'd play two games and be out for two. He's. Um, I can't move too much at him. I mean, at, at times he has been our only real. Attacking striker, really, striker yeah. yeah, and and the thing is, I suppose he, he wasn't too bad when Tyrese was playing because Tyrese was a supply really, and, yeah. and he in these little tappings and stuff, and he was getting a lot of chances. I do still think at the moment he is very isolated at the moment without Tyrese, really. Yeah, I, I think he, he's got to be another six, hasn't he? he yeah. He's got to stop stop this offside. He's got more offsides than any striker in the championship. Well, it's strange really because as far as a natural striker of the ball, he can finish from from like anywhere in the box. So sometimes when he strays offside, I think, well, you're good enough to pick the ball up and, yeah. and still get a shot away from me. Strange sometimes, you just think, well, I think he was offside three or four times against Birmingham. It's frustrating really after a bit because it starts coming creeping into every game then. Yeah. Well, every game you're watching him and he thinks he's always offside. Yeah, uh, he is. He's always got offside. He's got to improve. Right now, before we go into the whole rating, we'll go for the substitutes. Thompson came on for Klukas in the 75th minute and did all right, really, with, you know, Norrington Davies and time and sort of blended mm-hmm. up well, but nothing really to We never have about. a big impact from subs, do we? Not really, no. It's like swapping chalk for chalk. Just nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheese <for> <laughs> Brown came on for Norton in the 75th minute as well, and to be honest, could have snatched a late winner. Well, lucky not to put it away. To it was a game where there was only what they would have any goal. Yeah, a scrappy goal would yeah. have won that game, and yeah. we just couldn't get it over the line. And then obviously Sam Vokes came off the flexion in the seventy-nine minute. And he did nothing. No, he won an Eddie. He won an Eddie. <laughs> that's that's good for Vokes when he comes on. He won an Eddie. Have we got a laminating? So I'll give him a two, I'll give him a minus one. <laughs> I know that's Can a we make game. an award on? Uh, <laughs> you won an Eddie, lad. <laughs> Play the season. Right. So now we'll go into the overall performance from Stoke City. What's the rating of that? I'll I'll give five. it I'll give it a five. five. You know, defensively they were okay, but they made waste, wasted so many chances. Mm. They should have been two 0 up half time. To be honest, it, it just felt very much like a typical end of season game, and they weren't that bothered. It's about. just a typical Stoke can't mm. finish and take the chances. It's why we are where we are. We are like that towards the end of the season anyway. Like we've, we've always been. been we've been like that all season. Mm. We're just. We have so many good chances. I mean, if we look at the stats, which I don't know, would have got a stat stato in. Mr. Stato. Mr. Stato. <laughs> but the, the problem is that we waste that many chances. Because mm. the thing is, we don't create many. 
So you've got the clinical when you get them, mm. and they aren't. And that's yeah. the problem. We had four, five good chances yeah. to win that game against Preston. We didn't take it. Yeah. So yeah, five will go in because there was a good defensive display again. Yeah, it was a tighter performance, and I think Michael O'Neill will probably take the fact that it's a clean sheet. That's a positive. They were there for the taking Preston, really. Yeah, should have been. I mean, they've been had a couple of games, I think, in recent weeks where they've shipped four, and, and you think it's home. Should be punishing these teams when they come downstairs. Yeah. Right now, Michael O'Neill's rating, I'm going to go over six. Because I think his players let him down. His attackers let yeah. him down. I can't I can't be too negative to Mark because I still think he can only pick what's in that squad. And it, a lot of the signings are his signings. So, then again, they never are anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's always the man who signs. <laughs> totally just washes that off. Te- 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 I want him. Te- not at that price. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at no one. <laughs> not at them. Uh, yeah, so like I say, I'll go over six or four. It was a steady performance. Defensively, looked very strong. Apart from that big, big housing shot, which was well saved from Davies, there's not really. I mean, I suppose. Else of note. I suppose when you think about his like sort of recent weeks, Birmingham defensively we were woeful. He has sort of tightened that up. He's obviously addressed that, and and we've come out with a clean sheet. And you wanted three points, but I suppose when you you have been woeful at the back in recent games, sometimes a draw. Just yeah. It's an improvement from what, from what we've been getting on the last couple of weeks. It has been an improvement, mm. that's all we can say, really. Right, so now it's clue two. Clue two. Right, ready? Clue yeah. two. Go on, clue two. 133 appearances for Stoke. Right. Scoring 14 goals. He also played for both Manchester sides. Both Manchester sides. Yeah. And he started his career Manchester United. And he also played for his national team, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Second clue. I think I've got it, but I'm not 100% sure. Because you've thrown me with the city now. Oh. <laughs> it's a good one, Lars, actually. So it's obviously someone who played a while ago, to be fair. It's a decent name. I think I know who it is, but I'm not. He's, he's not like that one a couple of weeks ago. Ooh, who is he? Frazier, who? Fuck off. Right, so obviously this week, the MLS kicked back in. Loads of excitement everywhere that the MLS has kicked back in. And into Miami, obviously played. Yeah, and did Ryan Shawcross play? Well, we're not asked what I'm going to say. It's 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 Ryan Watch. Yeah. So did, we, we did you watch the game? No. Supposed to be on Ryan Watch. You've got Sky. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how did the team go on? How did he did lose? Three-two. Oh. I think it was all down to the fact that Ryan was on the bench. That's for me. Why didn't Ryan play? They'd have won if Ryan. Yeah, they would have won five 0 if Ryan didn't come on, especially in that league. Yeah. Oh, I mean. There's some interesting players in that at that level. When you look look at the lineups, I mean, Higuain plays up front into my arm. Yeah, I'm a Tweedy. He plays there as well. You've also got Kieran Gibbs who plays there as well. Has he made a mistake going there if he's on the bench? No, because I think he's, well, I don't know. I think if he was like 30, maybe he, he could have looked at it on a fitness front because it's always a well-known fact when people go abroad, it's warmer your body blood flows faster you can recover from injuries quicker he could if he sees a specialist he could help him in his recovery but you'd only do that if it was a loan deal for me if you sent him at 30 and said right go to America for a year we're going to send you to a specialist go and play for these yeah. and get yourself back on your feet but at Ryan's age you think well you've gone straight to Miami and you still haven't played but well, he's still, not, it, still not playing. This is the problem that's annoying me now. So why do you go over there and make a real go at it and mm. have two or three seasons, first choice performances, get as many appearances as you can, and maybe win an MLS Cup and come back 
a bit of a fan favourite there, which is he, he always will be at Stoke. So, yeah. you know, that's why we've introduced the new Ryan Watch when the analysts <laughs> has come in. It sounds a bit like uh, Birdwatch. Well, it is, but for Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> similar thing. I mean, we all love him and we all want him to, to go over there and do well, don't we? Yeah. I don't understand what Phil Neville's doing. We're going to have to twig to him, aren't we? And go, yeah. why is Ryan on the bench? Yeah, don't act like your brother at Valencia. Yeah, don't, don't mess it up now. I mean, he messed up the women, didn't he, in the, in the quarters once. He did all right at the women's at the beginning, didn't he? Yeah, they crumbled away, and didn't he? Kicked off on the <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> really? It's a shame. Let's just hope he does get back into it. You know, it, it is like a bit of a retirement home out there, isn't it? Really? Everyone goes, uh, Everyone, everyone, I don't blame him, I would. I, I don't blame him. Zlatan went. Yeah, Zlatan went there and realised, no, I'm still too good for this. I've still got it. Especially when he was only one goal away from playing the same amount of goals as he scored. And he came off the bench in his first game, scored for about 37, 38. He scored four goals in one game. He only came on at half time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, I do as well. I'd love him as Stoke. I go that link. Where was it now when we got in Europa League? We were linked yeah. to Zlatan. Yeah. Uh, I was like, please, yeah. please sign Zlatan. He wouldn't be gone, especially with and Zlatan. What a time it would have been. Yeah, but it didn't obviously happen. Yeah. Um, dream. Right, so we've got some other news that's come out. Obviously, this weekend that. Norwich have been promoted. Mm-hmm. One so we've lost Norwich. I've got that bang on as well because I had him go up top. You had him second. They are the yo-yo club now. They do just go up, down, up, down, up, down. It's. It, I tell you what. I mean, don't get me wrong. No one likes being relegated, but at least every other season you're top of the league. Yeah, and, and that's how they are. And to be honest, it's good because somebody put in a question because you put Brentford now two years in a row to win the league. Mm. Or you, is it like Deadpool where? You, you just can't change it just in case I'm not changing they'll, they'll do it you know what will happen they'll yeah. go up top yeah it is it is it's like when you it's like when you're doing a, a coupon and a, a team you look at a team or a game and you go they'll win that and then you go who's it's injured you know they'll win the minute you change your mind you can't change your mind that's it they're winning you can't you can't waver from what you've yeah, well, you because you've got it wrong <laughs> where are Brentford now Brentford are fourth, I think. Third or fourth. They're going to make charge. I know. I think. I think the top two are settled now. I think Watford are getting back up, and I think Norwich. Well, Nor- we know now Norwich are. So yeah. I think Norwich will easily be champions again. And well, we're going to be joined by Sheffield United. And Sheffield United finally have gone down. It was finally official this weekend. Yeah. One of the worst <laughs> seasons of Premier League history. Yeah. Now that's what I like about it because they were going up and had that great first season and you know I work with a person who's a Sheffield United I know because I can sense by the smug look on your face oh, yeah, happy I <laughs> and he, he, he sat there going oh Stoke are nothing compared to Sheffield United we've won this lot I goes I goes what are you on about you won, you won them trophies before they were trophies yeah. <laughs> there's no literally nobody possibly alive who's seen them trophies no. lifted no. <laughs> no. 1862 jeez no. and I mean it's that second season syndrome thing again in City. Oh, they were absolutely embarrassing. Ugly at times, and because they were talking about Europe and Champions League, yeah. where these stadiums being built and all yeah. this kind of stuff, and and they've been hit hard. Yeah, stupidly got rid of Chris Wilder because they they won't go back up again. They'll just plummet to a mid-table Championship yeah. side next season. Just Unless proved how valuable Henderson was for them the previous season and goal as well. Yeah. Especially yeah. with Ramsdale, who's got hardly any experience and took Bournemouth down last yeah. season. And Henderson's now creeping into the United team. Well, there's talk as they're selling De Gea at the end of the season for Henderson. Yeah, well, he's, I've seen him play a couple of times for United and thought, 
he's a top keeper. He will be a top keeper as well. And 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 you think if you put that sort of player in a in a team that's just been promoted, he, he's going to do well. And I think I think the thing is, once teams find you out. You've then got to recreate what you're doing a little bit and Sheffield United haven't done that. You can get found out in that league quite easily. Teams do it all the time. Yeah, um, with them coming down, are you worried about them next season? Worried about everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about Peterborough. <laughs> no, I've got a funny feeling they're going to end up in mid-table, sort of. Well, I had that same prediction because of Bournemouth, but I don't know what they'll do because there's plenty of opportunity then for sell quite a few of their players. That big got of worked and... There's a few other players I can see getting up for good money. Mm. And it's like, people talk about Bournemouth because they haven't had a great season, but they're still around the playoffs, so I think they're just out of it. They've sold all their big assets, basically, and, yeah. and managed to work it through. So they have got money in the bank, Bournemouth, if things drop. Yeah. I mean, they've they got Pearson in as well, a player that I always liked and rated, and he's now obviously gone Bournemouth. You know, Sheffield dropping, I mean, obviously it's going to be West Brom Fulham, but I've got this weird feeling about West Brom because of Sam Allardyce. I know they're still way cut adrift, but mm, I think they're too far adrift. I know he's had a couple of decent results, Auntie, since he's gone in, but... Yeah, two straight wins, Auntie. Mm, I, I, see, Fulham, I wouldn't put it past Fulham to scrape out of it. They aren't winning, though, are they? That's the problem. The, the problem is with Fulham, they aren't winning. Mm, That's the big problem. They're still getting points. Yeah, they're drawing, yeah, but... They're, they're, away at Arsenal, we can. I think they're six points away from, mm. from Newcastle or something like that. There is a culture now. But Newcastle started winning games now. Yeah, they, they've turned it around at the yeah. right time. Newcastle, and, and they've yeah. been getting results against good sides, Everton, New, uh, West Ham, and and you look at it and think, well, if you can do it against the big t- bigger teams, um, if they get the results against the people around them, then but, Newcastle will be alright. But what about Brighton? They're such a bogey side, aren't they? They, they remind me a little bit of how Stoke were for a couple of seasons in the Prem, where you, you go a little bit unnoticed and and you saw, it just seemed straight they had results like Burnley I sat here and said Burnley are dead and buried start of the season they were they were cut adrift at the bottom they were awful then all of a sudden it was like Burnley have won at City or yeah. <laughs> all the top everyone away at Liverpool and, yeah, they, and you, and you think where are these results come from but that's why I've always thought that I don't know why Dyche hasn't got a bigger job to be honest because what he does at Burnley every year is a, a miracle. I, I don't understand why managers don't get that move up. I, I really don't. I mean, there's a I've few had him down Stoke a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well, I don't. To be honest, he was my number one pick mm. for when um, Hughes, Hughes was sacked. Yeah. I said, get Dyche in from Burnley. Yeah. Just chuck money at him and get him in from Burnley. Because yeah. he's proved he can do it on a shoestring as well. On a real shoestring. Yeah. Because Burnley just don't splash money out. Willy-nilly. Well, this season, I think they've spent a million, unless they've got anyone in January, they've only mm. spent a million pounds this, this season. Which is amazing, really, at Premier yeah. League level. It's, it's still doing... But Pulis did that, though, didn't he? Pulis was incredible on a shoe Tactical, string. Yeah. But the thing is, because we, we, we weren't used to Stoke spending even a million yeah. at one point, to see us going splashing out three million, he was like, whoa, long yeah. some money, but five, really... Five, five, <laughs> He must be like God. <laughs> <laughs> he must be the new Sharon. <laughs> Ginger Sharon. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't work out. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, so, out of them, who would you, would you predict has got the chance to go back up? I think if... Fulham keep hold of Scott Parker. I, think, I don't think they'll get rid of Scott Parker. I think Fulham could go again because I. The thing is, he has got a very young side, and I think a lot of them players probably won't move when they drop with him. 
And I, I remember at the championship when we played really good football. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were, they were a great side. Yeah, and, and I remember watching a Cardiff game once, and it was like watching Brazil. They were they, some of the young lads have got a brilliance at downfall, and they have got a good core group of youngsters. And I just think if they go down and they don't lose too many, they'd be a tip for go back up again. But at West Bromwich, that man last night. Because um, you, you can never bet against West Brom. They're going to be my second favourite. They always, they're always there, aren't they? There or thereabouts in Championship. They, they, they never drop and steady themselves in the Championship. Do no. they? they just instantly bounce. No. They can lose it's, six players, and you think they've got no chance, and then they bring like someone dead random in, and, and he scores. They're the complete goals. opposite of Stoke, aren't they? When Stoke go down, we don't bounce. We, we just, just we, we're like a medicine, a proper medicine ball. Where it hits yeah. the ground. And then you look at West Brom, it's just boink. Yeah. Straight back up. Yeah. Straight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's it. I think, I think if you ask most Baggies fans, I think they'd probably sit and say, we're not bothered. Because at least, yeah, all right, you might have a bad season in the prep. But you know you know, the following season, you have a right good tip at the title again. But well, if we that way down, I talked to my dad about West Brom, because he said it was quite interesting. And he told me stories about when they built great sides. I mean, team mm. like, I think 86, was it 87, when they won the, the first division championship when Regis played for and everything yeah, yeah it's like I can't believe it really when you look yeah. at it the West Brom just seems to be this because they've never really been a great side but they've had great individual sides that went on to do a lot of things you've got to remember they've been in the FA Cup final 12 times yeah. won 6 and lost 6 so yeah. you know they've always had iffy sides that have been able to bounce around so I think that's why well, they've got think about that back. record that makes them a reasonably big club, doesn't it? And, and you think, okay, yeah, Tottenham are going on the other. We've won out. <laughs> get West Brom in. <laughs> get Sam Allardyce in there, mixing it with AC Milan and Real Madrid. <laughs> well, he did, didn't he? Be AC Milan with Bolton. Yeah, that was a great Bolton side. <laughs> I know, and it was the average age was about 39. <laughs> JJ Cotchin. <laughs> Come on, you can still do a job. Right, so before we do this, we'll go into the final clue and then we'll have to wrap it up, obviously. Now, at the moment, I'll be honest, I haven't got a clue. I've, I've got a bit of a clue, but I'm not 100% on this one. Okay. He's also been a manager. Right. He's managed five clubs. Right. He is a bit of a cult hero at one of our local clubs and he was manager for seven years. Right. And he actually left them to manage the national side. I've got it, I think. Have you got it? I think, because it's Macclesfield Town, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Sammy McElroy. Yeah. I never knew he played for City. Yeah, he actually only played 13 games for City. God's sake! <laughs> that Fraser Richardson! <laughs> I've got a clue, he played for Southampton. <laughs> you know, in fairness, he played, he played over 629 career appearances. Oh, really? That's a good shout, though. Yeah, he was, a good, he was a good player for Stoke. My granddad yeah. talked a lot about Macro. He was a brilliant yeah. player. Good, uh, good manager at Mac as well. His brother was a good player as well, Jimmy. He was a good player as well. And I think he yeah. played for Stoke as well. Yeah, he's a cult hero at Mac. He's, he's a cult hero at Stoke, and really. Enjoyed yeah, a certain time. I remember him at Mac Town, yeah. because mm-hmm. he's, he's the one who got him into the second, uh, yeah, second won division. The yeah. Won the conference with him. Won the conference cup. And got yeah. him to, he got him to the... League One, yeah, yeah. now well then Division Two. Division two yeah. He played against us and beat Stoke and yeah, Carl Lightboard scored twice. Won one of their main stands is the Sammy McElroy stand. So what has that gone now? Robbie Savage went get him down, put the Savage Stadium. Sponsored by Savage, <laughs> <laughs> gaffs everywhere. <laughs> 
Right, so thanks for listening and make sure you join the Potters Podcast on all those platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Just type in the Potters Podcast. Come and join. Please join. We, The more you get involved, the more we can do it. Eventually we might be able to do more stuff and finally get the Potters Podcast YouTube channel going so we can start doing funny back. things. And... Obviously, make sure you join the Potters group page as well, which is also on Facebook. Just type in the pot, the Potters, you'll find it easy. Also, if you can, out the kindness of your hearts, please put a five-star review on iPhone or on on any platform you use, just to help the podcast grow. Because as, as I say, it's for the Stoke fans. It's not just for you, for me and Mark. Who, obviously, a lot of people think it is because apparently I'm a big head, and I don't know where they get that from. I don't know if it's actually just the size or. Well, it was when they had the art yeah. the wedding. Yeah, that's that especially made. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to say that? But anyway, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.